Welcome to the Absent Father Podcast, a weekly conversation where we discuss the impacts in all areas of our life of growing up with an absent father, how to overcome them, and the superpowers we create along the way. I'm your host, Rodney Miller, executive coach, MBA, and son of an absent father. You can learn more about me and get in touch by visiting www.rodneymuller.com. We got greatness by choice. We got gravity by chance. Welcome to the Absent Father Podcast, Episode 2. Today I want to talk about what is an absent or distant father? What do I mean when I say that? Who is this podcast for? And I'd also like to talk about what are the impacts of growing up with an absent or distant father? And my hope for you, whoever you are out there listening, is that if you identify with one or the other, so for example, if you identify with having an absent or distant father, or if you identify with some of the traits, I just hope that you use it regardless of your story to become aware of something for yourself and move, uh, heal what there is to heal or, or move forward in some way so that you can live the life that you really want to live. Again, my name is Rodney Miller, and I shared my story in the first episode about growing up with an absent father, and that's where I want to start today, which is in the truest sense of the word, when I say absent father, in my case, it meant that my father was physically absent essentially from my entire life. Uh, just a, a few days after my daughter was born, it occurred to me that uh, I had already spent more time with my daughter within the first week of her life than I had ever spent in 35 years of life with my own father. So I thought, well, I'm, I'm at least doing better in that regard. Um, so that's one sense. That's the strictest form, I guess you might say, is like that the father is physically absent from your life. But what I've come to learn in working with and discussing this um, with a ton of people and observing how it impacts people is that absent father and the impacts actually extend to many people. And the essential quality that I notice is that there's a lack of presence uh, by the father, and that can come in a multitude of ways. And obviously, no father's perfect, no father's present 100% of the time, and that's not the goal here. But when it gets to the extremes of a lack of presence in the father, uh, certainly in the mother, but for today, for this podcast, we're talking about absent fathers. Um, to the extremes, there's very damaging and real effects, and it, obviously it all occurs on a spectrum. Um, but some of the things on the lower end of the spectrum and people that I've really noticed had an impact uh, were, and maybe don't know why, they think maybe there's just something wrong with them, but maybe their, their father had a very busy job where they worked constantly. Maybe they traveled constantly. And so there was this constant sense of, uh, or a lack of presence by the father. And the unintentional message that's communicated is that work is more important than the child. And 
I don't believe that, you know, fathers should just stay home and not do their work. In fact, my work is an important part of being a father. But when it comes to a real lack of presence and the child not getting their needs met, there's an impact. So that might be on the on one side of the spectrum. Um, abandonment and distance shows up in many forms. So another side might be maybe you had the father that uh, just didn't talk very much, never showed emotion. And that might just be how he is, and we love that about him, but there's an impact when there's not connection and presence from uh, the most important man in your life as a child. And we learn things about what it is to be a man. We learn what it is to have emotion, what it means, uh, what we're allowed to have or not have. So, like I said, so far we've got physical absence of a father. We've got uh, a father that maybe traveled a lot. We have a lack of emotional presence or connection. And moving further down the gamut, you know, you could have divorce. Uh, I cannot imagine my daughter's only one. And at one, I know that she would be impacted if I were not in the home anymore. And again, this is not an indictment. It's simply a way uh, to become aware of the impacts for yourself. And certainly if you find yourself in a scenario where you notice maybe you're a parent, you notice that there's opportunities to be more present. It's not so that you have to be perfect, but to to practice and to be aware of uh, the impact that it could have. And most likely if you're noticing there's areas where you aren't present, there's likely some aspects of how you were parented that are showing up. So we got divorce. We have uh, the death of a parent, which is often kind of overlooked because uh, usually it's quite tragic when someone loses their parent uh, at a young age and there's sadness, certainly, but also upset and a wound that gets created uh, at a young age that sometimes we don't connect the dots into how that manifests as an adult or how we approach uh, leadership or business or responsibility uh, or other things like that. Uh, Another obvious area is um, having an alcoholic parent uh, or an addicted parent to drugs, perhaps a workaholic, where their dis-ease or addiction is in the way of emotional presence, physical presence, um, in the way of being a trusting, loving parent. So I think that that pretty much captures the larger issues. Either they've been abandoned physically, you have uh, an alcoholic or addicted parent, maybe there's some separation due to divorce. Um, But the, the main piece is that there's a lack of emotional presence or connection with your father. And the real sad thing is that so many people I know, in fact, it's rare for me to meet someone that has a loving, connected relationship with their father, whether that's due to to divorce or emotional disconnection or addiction or um, other reasons. And so I think that this conversation is valuable for lots of people. I think it's valuable for fathers to think about how they're being with their children and who they really want to be and um, 
And it's certainly valuable for people who grew up with that and are starting to notice some of the impacts. So why is it so important? And that's something I want to talk about before we get to some of the traits you might notice in yourself. But when I think about why it's so important, one of the things that came through in my work recently, when I'm working with a leader, I'm working with a, uh, a person in the world, and we start to think about how their personality was created, how they think about the world, how they developed habits, um, how they developed their relationship to uh, God or spirit, how they form their very own personality and ideas about life. And what I would have you consider is that we relate to our parents, our mother and our father as God or our God as a child. Uh, If you think about it, parents are all-knowing, parents are the source, parents are all-powerful, parents are perfect, everything, until they aren't. And for many of us, that occurs, you know, somewhere in our childhood, you know, somewhere between the age of five and uh, 15, let's say. So if we consider that our parents are the physical representation of a higher power, or in some respects, whether you call that God or spirituality, I don't really want to get into that completely now because I don't want to turn those of you off that have uh, something in the way of that conversation. But let's just say that you know they represent a higher power or they at least represent the most influential uh, thing in your life as a child at the most impressionable time of your life. And when you think about the father, what the father represents as its particular aspect of God or a higher power, what I've found is that it represents... Uh, safety, and it represents affirmation. It's that part that says, this is good enough, and this is probably not the right way to do something. So it, as a a father, and this is the very traditional sense, obviously there is um, all sorts of ways to think about uh, gender, but in the very traditional sense, the father is the affirmation the the safety the the one that creates the protective space in a sense so i want to clue in on that particular piece about uh that the father represents safety security and particularly affirmation and there could be a, a number of other things but safety security and affirmation and especially this piece about affirmation because in my life, one of the things that I noticed and I've had to think very deeply about this because, you know, for me, I didn't have a traumatic emotional experience when I was uh, able to talk about it. In other words, um, you know, my, my father didn't pass when I was seven or my parents didn't get divorced when I was six or I didn't live with my parent growing up where I had this experience of an emotional trauma. So it was hard for me to connect the dots as to where where this came from. 
because my father was gone before I was born. I just I came from, from the hospital and there was no dad from the beginning. But I still intuitively experienced that heartbreak uh, throughout time over and over and over. But the, the point that I want to share is what I, what I really came to identify about myself and what I've seen as a trait across the board and people who have been impacted by an absent or distant father is that there's this unarticulated uh, sense or a missing of knowing uh, affirmation. And what I mean by that is we essentially never know when something is good enough. So if the father sort of, I like to imagine kind of like a a bowling alley with bumpers and a father's role in the, in the very traditional sense is that they keep you in the bumpers, you know, don't, don't do something too bad. And this is good enough. So it keeps you sort of on a path of, of being safe and secure and knowing this is good enough. And this is also when, when you need to discipline yourself or when you need to step in and say, hey, that's too much, that they hold you in that space. And so what I notice is that in the absence of affirmation, there's kind of two ways that you can go. You can either ignore it and just go down the path of not worrying about uh, being successful, not worrying about the impact to others, not worrying about being bad. And I don't blame those people. I think it's a perfectly logical path to take, given that you did not have that early sense of affirmation and guidance and safety and love. Fortunately, I think, I took the other path, which is, I really wanted to be good enough. I wanted to be successful. I wanted to be my best self. I wanted to learn how to be a man and to be a leader and to be the father that I never had. But what I've run into and I'm still recovering from is I just have no sense of what is good enough. So what I do is I, and especially early in my life, all I did was focus on achieving the next thing, the next thing, and the next thing. And whatever I did, it was never good enough, ever. Uh, I remember uh, running a marathon for the first time when I was 18. I just turned 18, and I ran a three- 40-something marathon at the Chicago Marathon in uh, 1999, 2000, somewhere in there. And I was like, oh, that's, that's not good enough. When's the next one? So then I ran four more marathons within 12 months trying to run a 310. And I still ran a 333, but the way I related to it was it wasn't good enough. It wasn't fast enough. Uh, there was something wrong with me, so I tried harder until I injured myself, injured my knee, um, But even after that, I had to try again. And the funniest part or saddest part is that uh, at one point, I remember I had been running for years, uh, and I I decided that the marathons that I had run didn't really count. They weren't really that great because I had always done it in community. I was running with my friends. 
And since I was running with my friends, that made it easier. So I decided that I needed to train for a marathon and run it completely by myself, uh, as though that would prove something or there was something available in that. And I think that that story actually really sums up some of the impact of growing up with an absent or distant father, which is that whatever we do is never enough. And that even when things are great, that we have to make it harder in order to feel good about ourselves. And this all came to a head in my own life, as I shared in the last episode, when I was six months uh, into quitting my full-time job, starting my business, and making it harder and working harder and focusing on achievement wasn't going to help me in building my business. And it really capped my income. It capped my who I could be as a leader. It capped who I could be in my career. Because the me that I wanted to be uh, needed to grow out of that way of thinking, which was essentially that I'm not good enough, therefore I have to work harder than everybody else. That was great for a certain period of time. But when it comes to the important areas of life or moving forward or being successful, um, it doesn't work. So working harder or trying to, to do more in my relationship with my wife, that's actually going to be uh, uh, impact our relationship in a negative way because I'll, I'm exhausted, I'm disconnected, um, I'm just focused on trying to fix something, which means I'm not in relationship with my partner. Similarly, as a leader, it's really about the relationship with people, not about how hard you work. And certainly as a father to my daughter, if I'm focused on um, trying to fix that I'm never good enough as a parent, then I'm focused over here instead of being present and connected to her. So that's the number one takeaway. And this sense of never enough, we will get into it a ton in the other episodes uh, and as long as this podcast lives. But that sense of never enough, no matter what we achieve, plays out in all areas of our life. It plays out in our finances um, by either being completely perfect and controlled about our finances and not allowing any joy. Because for many of us, how much money we have in our account represents how much safety we have, how much security we have. Um, and we'll talk about that later. But essentially, it's because uh, money represents self-reliance. And when we can rely on ourselves and not rely on anyone else, we can be safe. And that part, self-reliance, gets in the way of community. It gets in the way of having real friends. It gets in the way of really being supported. Because the thing that we are most afraid of is relying on someone else and being disappointed in the way that we were at a young age by our father. We would rather be alone and work hard and checked out and never count on anybody than we would to feel that pain again. And that ultimately is what the Absent Father podcast is about because 
we aren't those kids anymore. We're adults and we're people that are very resilient and people that have tons of skills to bring, uh, have a special superpower as people who grew up in this environment that we have to bring to the world. And the cool thing is that nobody could ever disappoint us in the way that our father did. Nobody could ever have that opportunity again. So knowing that, that gives us the opportunity to step out of our shell, to be more wholehearted, to be more of our power, to be more in community. And that's what the Absent Father podcast is about. Until next time. <laughs>